Well, good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to the Hager Septon Hershey's Health High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and Dane filling along with Rex Brewer and uh, Dane tonight. You and I both went back to the shrimp this week, shrimp, tater tots, chips and salsa, uh, cheese curds. I think it was all on the money. Cheese curds were back after a, a little short session last <laughs> week, but... They were good, and our wives both enjoyed their food, so we thank the Double Eagle for everything that they provide us and the place to host this radio show. We are joined by special guest Tony Curry, and we'll be joined by Wade McClurg in our next segment. But uh, welcome, Tony. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So we had a a lot of uh, AC action on the radio this weekend with the big football broadcast, and uh, after a 41-0 win on Friday night, it's on to semi-state, and we're all trying to figure out in which county is North Judson. Now, Tony, if people look at that score and say, oh, it was 41 to nothing, it's like you think it was a blowout. At halftime, it was 14-14. I thought it was, it was still a pretty decent game. A couple of turnovers here and there, and uh, South Adams in it. But I think the high-powered offense, Adams just wore them down. South Adams played much more competitive <clears throat> that game, and congrats to them. They had uh, Warner, quarterback, back, and they were much more competitive. They had a great season, and... I think as as the game progressed, like you said, they kind of warmed down, and, and the the spread was a little bigger than maybe what the competitiveness of the game was. It's an awful lot of fun to watch <laughs> two football teams where one doesn't complete a pass the entire game, and the other one basically doesn't run the ball unless they're forced to out of the pocket. Uh, two contrasting styles, and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. His passing percentage, Mike Mackey, I read him, I heard him reran uh, forty. He was twenty four of forty eight. He attempted 48 passes. But Coach, Coach Moser said that in the beginning of the game. He, he mentioned to me, he said, they're going to have to pass to win. He knew it. Rhino does a good job for us when, he, when needed, but a lot of times they just don't need to. He can, he can pass. Yeah. Just, and it, oh, we've we've seen it this year before. He's had plenty of good passing games, but it seems like in the last five or six weeks, he's probably had three games where he hasn't completed one. Right. The only problem, Tony, is we didn't cheer hard enough for Carol Flora. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were talking. That would have been a home game for us, but now we're on the road. Uh, North Justin, about two-and-a-half-hour drive Yeah, 225 us. from right here. Yeah. I do have one beef, though, and you can talk about this with your son when you get home. You cannot miss the extra point when it's 34 to nothing. Yeah, he, he, we've took, got places, he took a lot of flack on that one. We've got places to be and shows to do and tape delays to run, and you cost us at least 12 or 13 minutes. It had to have been. Well, it, well Trev says he's, he swears his foot slipped. So he well, he did. He took a giant divot out of the field. <laughs> he, he had to slip or he wouldn't have kicked Jack Hamilton so hard. He didn't even know he hit him. If you, if you watch the film, I think he was mad he missed it. So he turns and heads towards the sideline, and Jack has to have a teammate help him limp off the field. He kicked him so hard. <laughs> Well, tune in to WZBD on Friday night as we uh, hope to cheer on Adam Central and move them to uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. I had to, I had to think, is, did they change the name of that yet? <laughs> no. We've got to get used to calling it Gainbridge Fieldhouse now for wrestling season. So, so who drew the short straw and has to go to North Judge and Dane? Oh, drawn it. To, to ride two and a half hours with you in the car, that's not drawing the short straw. <laughs> I drew the short straw having to cover basketball on Friday night, I think, just to, to be honest with you. So uh, in our show tonight, we're going to talk uh, a lot of Adam Central wrestling. We're going to talk Fort Wayne area wrestling with Wade McClurg. We're going to talk about Team State. I don't know if we know anything about Team State, but we're going to talk about it either way. Uh, we're going to talk about scheduling and our broadcast schedule for sure. And uh, then we're going to look at some of the uh, proposed rule changes for the next couple of years and a weight class discussion. 
talk a little girls wrestling also, and uh, we'll go over WZBD's schedule for this week, and we'll cover uh, what we're covering for Adam Central this year on the radio. So, Dane, what, what do you want to get into here first? I know that uh, you do have... Uh, well, I guess as we're talking about football, you know, we might as well put Coach Curry on the spot right now. And uh, are we going to see a Belmont-Adam uh, Central duel on December 2nd? Or do you think our, our second broadcast of the season is going to get pushed back? My suspicion would be that's going to get pushed back. Um, haven't heard official word yet from the either athletic director or Coach Myers, but... Um, so My suspicion is it'll get pushed. So back. you figure, even if somehow Adam Central were to lose on Friday, that only gives you guys, if you re- if you practice on Thanksgiving, that only gives you eight practices. Right. Before then, and you know, this is that going to be the ideal? What you know? What's the point getting out of that match? Is the you know the point is for two competitive teams to wrestle each other and get as many matchups as possible. I'm not sure Belmont wants to wrestle a seven or eight guy team. And especially if you guys win on Friday, then it's probably a moot point. You know, our our football kids have been to semi-state three of the last four years. So they're kind of used to coming in that wrestling season on short uh, practice notice. But we did adjust some of our schedule. We we dropped that first Saturday in, in December um, I know you really broke my heart. <laughs> that trip to Milan, I just really enjoyed at the beginning. Yeah. So um, you know these kids have kind of done that before, but four or uh, five to, to eight practices is typically not enough to get into wrestling shape. So you know a lot of times we don't hit our stride till kind of the end of December, first of January, before we get everybody you know kind of on track. We're, we're, we're missing four weeks, at least four weeks of uh, preseason training here. Well, I have to say that an Adam Central Belmont match deserves the bo- the best from both teams, and deserves a pretty good date on the calendar. And I'm not sure going forward if December second is the best date for that duel. It would be nice if it were closer to Christmas or around the holidays when you had a lot more people around. It, it used to be around that Christmas time, um, and I'm honestly I can't remember why it got moved up. Probably basketball. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, Tony, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb right here and make a prediction. I think you guys are going to be playing the day after Turkey Day, so um, I know that uh, this team is uh, strong enough that I haven't seen anybody in the northern part of the state that uh, at 1A level is going to take you guys on. It's going to take an Indianapolis team to challenge you guys with that speed, and uh, I, I'm pretty certain that you guys are going to play one extra week this year. I hope so. You know, I love football as well, and, you know, I got two, two boys on the team. So as a dad sitting in the stands, you know, I get to be a fan. So during wrestling season, I got the stress of, you know, preparing and, and getting these kids ready and, and everything that goes with that. But for football, I can just sit up and stand and cheer. And Now, one note I did hear on Commissioner's Corner as I was heading down to South Adams before you guys went on the air, you and Mike, uh, the commissioner said that he expected the game schedule or the classes, who's going to play on Friday, who's going to play on Saturday, to be announced tomorrow. Okay. So I don't know if we want to hold him to that, but that will be interesting to see whether uh, Adam Central would play on Friday or if they would play on Saturday. We, we were there Saturday for 1A last year, right? Correct. It was a Saturday. Yeah, we so the odds are they'll flip it to a Friday, so that maybe a Friday. Yeah, I don't, I don't know game. enough about what they've done in the past to know which day it'll be, but uh, we'll definitely have that game for you either way. As the clock winds down here in the weigh-ins period, we've reached our uh, first commercial break, so the weigh-ins have ended. We're going to send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse run aboard for us. 
Around the commercials, we'll be back with the first period right after this. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. Welcome back to the Hager Sefton High School Wrestling, High School Wrestling Weekly. The Hager Sefton Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly. Didn't have it in front of me, Dane. You don't think I need it to read? I emailed it to you. I know. Uh, welcome back to the Double uh, Eagle Clubhouse Grill, where tonight the uh, food was good. The drinks are cold, and we are joined by Coach Tony Kerr of the Adam Central Flying Jets. A little bit too early for him to talk wrestling uh, on his mat in his room, but uh, it's always in the back of your mind as a wrestling coach. I'll tell you this. I talk to Tony a lot. On any point in the calendar, we're always talking wrestling. So it doesn't matter if I see him at the hospital, at the 4-H fair, at a baseball game. There's always something wrestling to talk about. Always. Always. So let's start out, and uh, I do want to touch on um, some of your background. You guys were having a good discussion about Ron Colley, Ben Davis, Beach Grove, uh, Bradley Brothers type stuff over supper. But I do want to touch first on your schedule, and I want you to tell us a little bit about the changes that you made. I know you mentioned that you got out of Milan, and you picked up a different long road trip, but it's on a different weekend. Where are you guys going? So uh, we dropped that first uh, Saturday in December, and we picked up a holiday tournament. It's right before Christmas. It's that Wednesday, Thursday, right before Christmas. It's at uh, Rensselaer Central. So um, Coach uh, Hickman sent me an email and uh, asked if we would come over. They, start, they were going to start it up, and there were some solid teams coming in there, Northridge, Kokomo, um, Decatur Central, um, West Lafayette. And so it kind of intrigued me a little bit with Kokomo and Northridge. Both those teams feed into our semi-state, and, and a lot of times we don't have the opportunity to to see see those kids. And, um, and Rensselaer Central is and a 1A team state team. They were 1A team state last year. So I, I think overall that's going to be a nice, solid two-day event for us. And you guys haven't done much wrestling that close to the holidays or in between the holidays in the last decade or so? No, we usually end that Saturday before, um, which is about the 18th, 19th, 20th. And then we typically have a break um, till January, and we pick up Homestead that first Tuesday after after the holidays. And then Team State, depending on which, which Saturday that thing's uh, fallen on the last couple of years, it's, it's been that first Saturday and sometimes that second Saturday. 
Yeah, and we'll talk about Team State in a little bit. But uh, just wanted to highlight what we have for you, uh, our listeners on WZBD. We will be covering the Adam Central Belmont match whenever that is. Right now it's scheduled for December 2nd. But we will have the ACAC duels on the 10th or the 11th. And then Columbia City comes to Monroe on Thursday the 16th. And we will have that match for you. That's going to be uh, a ranked team in 3A and a ranked team in 1A and should be a very good duel. Uh, was an interesting duel last year. It didn't go quite the way that you planned up there at the new Columbia City um, gym. But I have a feeling that that's going to be a lot more competitive uh, dual meet this year and then rex and i are going to take our first foray into broadcasting the new haven 10 way i think a little bit of spite out of last year after we were denied entry into the reverse fixture of the yorktown 10 way but can you believe somebody would tell us no rex yeah i i do now <laughs> but uh tony i know that uh last year when we went to columbus city uh that match started off right then uh, you know your son uh, alex comes right in there it's like i was going to I mean, that's not the way you want to start off a dual meet is have your son, like, for the first match of the season, get beat. It's like, wait a minute. And then it just it just kind of snowballed after that. It just was not a good night for you. Yeah, we bumped him up and to, to wrestle a real good kid there. And it was a competitive match. We just gave up a takedown in that third period that, that kind of cost him. But it was not our best performance, we'll just say that, as a team. We, we were flat that night and just – I think everybody was on Christmas break at that time. It was a, it was a weird – time and it just didn't feel yeah. plus with last season being so weird all around it was definitely different as of right now we're still hoping that we can cover both belmont and adam central at team state the last i heard they're going to be at the same venue but who knows and then we'll have your dual meet at delta on january 13th we'll cover the ac jet invite on the 15th and then we'll have acac tournament action live from bluffton on january 21st and then of course we'll follow you from the first whistle at 8.30 a.m. from Jay County High School on January 29th all the way until a Curry wrestles in the state finals again at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Hopefully we get a few kids down there. I'm excited about Adams County's chances this year. You know, uh, it's one of those things that uh, we, we've picked up this extra schedule. Uh, it takes a lot of advertisers to do that. Uh, we're very grateful that uh, the, the supporters from Adams County uh, – have uh, come together and uh, put that together, and it just opens up our broadcast schedule. You know, there was years when we did 75 basketball games and 13 wrestling matches. Well, we're trying to work our way out of that same scenario. Well, I definitely want to give a shout-out, and I, I know they're not advertisers for our show, but, Tony, uh, you and your wife both helped me a lot in lining up some of these uh, businesses, but Miller Land Surveying in Monroe have been big partners. Of course, DDD Maintenance and Repair, who are a sponsor on our show and on broadcast for Adam Central. And then Wygan Construction. Uh, all of those uh, businesses, either in Monroe or with Monroe Connections, have all stepped up to allow us to be able to broadcast all of the, all of the matches that we just talked about. We have phenomenal support um, you know, within our community. And this summer, we, uh, we took our first... Uh, stab at going down to the disney duels and we did some fundraising and with all those local sponsors um we basically fundraised that whole trip and schwartz construction dan schwartz we had marshall motors we had ddd maintenance and repair um Wigan construction the hospital helped us out um i apologize if i'm missing some some burn mujus bullenbacher and associates I'm trying to give plugs to as many as i can remember off the top of my head here um yeah, uh, Bowers Paint, uh, Nathan Bowers over at Nathan, uh, Paint Studio there. Um, 
like I said, we have tremendous support. Um, Zerkers, Best One helped us out. Um, Dr. Hippensteel. No, we, we Pizza talk- King, Christner's Pizza King. I can go on. I have 20 plus companies that helped us. You know, we talk about uh, the team state being moved out of the Coliseum. We kind of talked off air a little bit. That was always a perfect time for us. We really liked it. You liked it. Well, you people don't think about the financial aspect of it. Now you've moved that down to Indianapolis. Your team, Belmont's team, that becomes an overnight event. I mean, you have to have hotel rooms. you got to take a team state-style right. dual meet team. It's not like you're taking 14 guys. Now you're taking managers. You're taking. I mean, that becomes a big expense that other teams have had to have in the past because right. they're coming to Fort Wayne. But now it's kind of turned the worm on you, and you're taking that on we've been invited we've been fortunate to be invited uh since the inception of that tournament the first couple of years was at westfield um so we did have to have some uh, hotels down there but since it moved to fort wayne we've been very fortunate and not just for the travel standpoint the local high schools were able to uh you know supply mats for that and and get a little uh mat rental fees back to the club so we're going to lose out a little bit on that revenue and Added in a little travel travel expenses, so you know it's just it's just what it is. When you decided that. that you wanted to become a head wrestling coach, you probably never thought about the fact that you also had to become a head fundraiser. <laughs> but uh, I know all too well that there's a lot of that work that goes on too, and you got to be able right. to pay for a lot of these things. Right, and we try to keep the expense for the kids down. You know, we don't ever want expense or, or you know wrestling shoes or anything like that to be a barrier for these kids, and you got to be careful what 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 you do for them you know as far as you know financial stuff but we try to keep the expenses as low as possible for the you know shirt and shorts and the gear that we get the kids each year and um you know our our, our sponsors and our um support system there at adam central helps us tremendously well let's talk a little bit about your roster and who you have returning i know i tried to press you earlier on who's going to be an addition to my spreadsheet but uh, <laughs> we'll keep it with the guys who are returning from last year and uh just looking at a really strong group of, of seniors and juniors, uh, all the way down to uh, Eddie Everett and Josh Collier, who've got some a lot of varsity experience, to guys like Logan Allman, Gavin Cook, of course your two sons, Alex and Trevor, all the way up to the big guys in Keegan Bloom and Blake Hirely. That's a pretty decent lineup coming back. Yeah, we have, you know, senior-wise, we only have three seniors uh, on the roster, Evan McAfee and then uh, Alex and Blake Hirely. All three of them kids have been to, to semi-state at least. Um, and then we got a solid junior class with Allman and Cook. Cook Cook was injured pretty much all of last season, so I'm excited to get him back in the lineup. And, and the other juniors there, Eddie um, Eddie Everett, Caden Funk, Josh Collier, um, all have uh, varsity experience. Cash Reynolds is in there. Um, and then, you know, a couple of sophomores, uh, a couple of big boys is kind of – we were a little uh, unusual last year. We had some freshmen in the lineup at 170 and 182, so those kids have matured a little bit, and are, we'll be back at those uh, upper weight classes with, with Trevor and uh, Keegan Bloom. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because Keegan Bloom, after playing a freshman football season, making all conference <laughs> defense, he's not your typical atypical freshman no. coming in as a 10th grader this year. I mean, he, he's got a lot of experience, and, and he plays a lot older than he really is. Keegan's a great athlete, and, and he does great on that football field. And he honestly would probably get a, a lot more carries if Blake Hirely wasn't the fullback. So he would be he would getting he would be getting carries on a lot of uh, other teams. But the, the backfield's pretty full there, and Coach Moser has a, a tough problem deciding who gets the ball. But Keegan's a great athlete, and uh, 
he'll, he'll do. He'll you know, do we didn't even really talk about this much Friday night, but going in, we were talking about all the. Oh, I heard you and and Mike talking about all the weapons. Nick Newenschwander barely got the ball. Yeah, well, Nick on got hurt. Friday. He was cramping up. He was yeah. on sideline stretching. Okay, the whole I missed time that part because Keegan played most of the second half because uh, Newey Newey was cramping up, and uh, I saw yeah. Beckler stretch him out. He, he just but, couldn't get back on the field. But how many games? How many games did we have this year where Newenschwander was like the main threat? I mean, he was the guy who was the most explosive. And on a team with Hirely and with with Alex, that's that's saying a lot. Nick has some top end speed. He's got he gets in the open, he's gone, and that's that's one of the things that this football team actually has this overall team speed. And you look at the the defense, it's littered with our, our wrestlers out there. So um, I think we got six or seven of the starters on defense are wrestlers. So um, you know they do they do a great job. They're athletes. They they have speed and they 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 excel on the football field and the wrestling mat. So I'll put you on the spot one more time before we go to our break. Uh, I don't know if you saw the preseason team rankings, but Prairie Heights started the year at number one. Do you feel like they were an appropriate number one at 1A? Yeah, you know, 1A, it's a little difficult because graduation affects 1A schools maybe a little bit more than, than the big programs, and one or two kids can really make that difference. So 1A, it doesn't really shake itself out until a couple weeks into the season. Um there's typically not as much depth within those programs, and it's, it's getting the right kids to the right weight classes. Um, and every every small school has challenges with that. So, honestly, I'll reserve reserve that and uh, get Brett Smith, uh, put him on the – You don't want to give me any bulletin board yeah. material. We know that Brett listens. No. But yeah. I will say that last year – And Mikey's my best friend. I don't know if you know that, Levitz. I do. That, yeah. that group of uh, Tell City North Posey last year, I feel, really distinguished themselves heading into the season. I felt like they were top-notch. We knew how good they were going to be. This year I think 1A is a little bit more wide open than it was last year. So kind of looking through those teams in the past – you know, we've been we've been there several years. There's there's typically one or two teams that's kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. But the last two or three years, like you said, you throw in like Cowan in now, and um, th- there's there's probably four or five teams on any given Saturday could probably win that thing, and and that adds a little bit of excitement, adds um, you know for the fans and and. and more opportunities for, for those programs to, to place high there. Well, you know what else has excitement? Not knowing where we're going. That <laughs> adds a lot of excitement. So, Dane, the uh, first period has ended. you have a spot to read about our last week's guest? Um, I do, but I have it written down as the end of the second period, and I don't have it pulled up yet. Okay. But we, we can talk about uh, Andy Oberlin and uh, the, Fort, sorry. the sorry. Fort Wrestling Facility. That's okay. Okay. And uh, everything that he does. We had a great interview with him last week where he talked about uh, the open wrestling sessions that he has from little kids way up to the high school. Uh, he's got clinics. He's got Anton Telemontes coming in. He's got um, Empowered by Three. Uh, a lot of stuff on there. Check out his website. Check out his Facebook page. He's always posting things on there. And if you've got a young wrestler, um, and we've got a couple of parents here in person who, who send their kids there too. So uh, lots of good things happening there. With that, let's send it back to the studio for a round of messages. We'll be back with the second period right after this. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. <laughs> 
Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Welcome back to the Hager Seppner Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Rex Burr, along with Dane Filling. And Dane, uh, now we are joined by our second guest, uh, Coach uh, McClure of the uh, Indiana Tech Warriors. Yeah, and, you know, it, it kind of a new thing that you've brought into Fort Wayne. So why don't you tell us a little bit, Coach McClure, about Indiana Tech Wrestling historically and then what it is that you're doing there yeah uh thanks for having me on guys first off um appreciate it uh yeah indiana tech wrestling is uh we're in our 11th season as a program and uh this is my first year with indiana tech as you guys know i'm from indianapolis and um yeah we're uh we have a men's program and a women's program both at indiana tech and my job at indiana tech is to be an assistant coach um for the men's program and i run the Warrior Regional Training Center, which um, we coach the college men and women through that, um, all the way down to high school, middle school, and youth wrestlers. Um, and just the goal of the Warrior Regional Training Center is to provide opportunities for kids um, in this area and surrounding area. And uh, we think we have a great platform to help and provide opportunities for kids in this area, um, just with the university. Um, so, yeah, but the men's, the men's wrestling team at Tech is, uh, we're currently ranked sixth in the country, um, at two national champs last year, finished fourth in the country last year, won a team trophy. So a really, really good program. And then our women's team is just in its uh, second year of competition. And so, and they're ranked 11th in the country already. So a lot of good things happening um, at the NEI level at Indiana Tech here in Fort Wayne. So. And uh, tell us a little bit, just for our listeners who aren't that familiar with college wrestling, yeah. when we talk about Indiana Tech and what kind of level that they're at, who are their main opponents or who are some, some Indiana schools that they wrestle against? Yeah, I would say our, our main uh, conference rival is Marion University in Indianapolis, um, who is led by uh, Coach Stephen Bradley um, down in Indy. So I would say that's a, a, pro a program that people in Indiana would be familiar with. And then we... We just took some of our team to the Trine Invite um, last week, so we see um, a little bit of a, a lot of a lot of uh, Indiana teams throughout the season. But directly at the at the NAI level, we compete with Marion. Um, that'd be the one school in Indiana. So let, let's talk about your success. Last year, you had a, yeah. a great deal of success with the two national champions back to backs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, wasn't there, but yeah, but yeah, the, the program had a lot of, has had a lot of success. Coach no, Pompey has done you, a great you job. You have to claim that, claim yeah. that success. I claim it now, but uh, yeah, Coach Pompey and, and the staff, we have a uh, just a really good thing going. Um, we brought in a really good recruiting class uh, this last season, and the entire team. Um, 
minus one guy returns from last year's team. So, Well, anybody who drives that way towards Coliseum over the last couple of years has seen just how much that the, the school has invested in yeah. facilities and athletics and, and a lot more advertising and recruitment. Uh, you mentioned your, the recruiting class for this, this year. Who would be some names that some of our listeners are familiar with that are coming in? Yeah, we have uh, some familiar uh, names like the uh, Braden Herb from Western High School. Uh, we got him coming in. Um, Braden Curtis was a Yorktown High School wrestler. Is, um, took a couple-year hiatus, but he's back uh, wrestling in college with us at Tech. Um, those are a couple. Uh, and then you got Elijah Chacon, um, a New Haven kid, is on our team. Jacob Saylor from New Haven came in with this class. So those are four or five off the top of my head I can think of that were Fort Wayne semi-state guys. Guys that we've spent a lot of time covering over the yeah. last four or five years for sure. Yeah. So, Okay, so tell us a little bit more about your uh, RTC type stuff and, uh, and what it is that you do there. Yeah, the, the RTC is, um, like I said, just the, the idea was maybe started a couple of years ago. Me and uh, Thomas Pompey, the head coach of Tech, of, he's also an Indianapolis native. We uh, grew up wrestling together and have been really good friends for a long time. And um, kind of joked about the idea maybe about, we're, you know, Tech's getting this brand new facility built and, you know, what could we do um, to, you know, use the platform that, that I think the university has to help this area get better. And the, the idea was kind of spawned and um, we got through the pandemic and then um, we came up and really looked at it and tried to put it together and we, we just decided to go with it. And um, it's a really cool thing, I think. The idea that high school kids can come in the room and, and, and mix it up with college kids um, and, and, and be coached by college coaches, and, and it's just a unique thing. It's a, it's a unique um, thing that really no other area of the state has. So we thought it's unique. Um, we thought the sport, we could really offer a lot um, to this area by growing the sport and helping these kids in this area get better. And so I uh, guess uh, I guess I'll ask you the same question that I that I asked Andy last week. Yeah. You got all these different entities yeah. who are are part of Fort Wayne wrestling, whether it's clubs, schools, universities. Uh, how do you see them all intertwining to try to get to that point where those of us who really take pride in being from this area and being wrestling fans show up on Friday night at State and don't walk out embarrassed because that's kind of been the way that it's been for the last ten to. You know, Rex, 10 to 15 years probably? E easily yeah. 15, close to 20. At yeah. least. So I, I know that you can't always judge Fort Wayne based on those numbers exactly, but a lot of people do. And a lot of it doesn't really have to do with Fort Wayne. It has to do with the fact that, you know, Jimtown's here, but Penn's here, or Yorktown's here, but Cathedral's here. And a lot of it's just drawing the lines. And they associate with Fort Wayne, even though 25 years ago they would have associated with Newcastle. But still, overall, Fort Wayne wrestling in the high school level, has been struggling for a decade or two. How do you see all of that fitting together to make things better? Yeah, I, I think, and again, that's the idea of the RTC, is um, expose people to high levels of wrestling. Um, and I, I mean, I come from Indianapolis, where there's all kinds of, you know, really good wrestling programs at the high school and youth level, and then you have all these academies, and you have these universities. And, and I think that one thing that they do is they do a really good job of they all work together. And I think, and it's like at Indiana Tech, we don't want to take responsibility for fixing or making Fort Wayne wrestling better. We just want to find an opportunity to, to help supplement some kids and, and, and help the kids in those programs um, get outside their four walls and get exposed to a higher level of wrestling. And 
and that's how you grow. Um, I think the more people that are doing it, um, like like the Ford and us, and uh, you know Tim Myers has a great thing going. He does in the off season at Belmont. I think the more people that we have doing it and working together towards one common goal of making the kids in this area better. Um, then, then hopefully we're going to see some improvement, I hope. Well, you, you do want to benefit from that, too. You want these wrestlers in a pocket. Sure. I graduated 40 years ago, and there was no college wrestling anywhere close. Yeah. I mean, in 40 years, you've got, what, Trine and Indiana Tech? That's it. I wrestled in Michigan, and Michigan has a lot of these junior colleges. they got small colleges. you got Olivet. you got Selma. you got Alma. you got um, uh, Adrian. A- Adrian. Uh, Adrian. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of small school, little junior college stuff up in Michigan that a lot of kids – you couldn't wrestle in the area. If yeah. you want to go someplace, you just didn't have a lot of local, like NEIA or JUCO stuff. It's like you went to Purdue or IU and making one of those teams is like, it was not easy to do. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I think that's, that's the idea. We, we, want to re- we want to help this area get better. And then selfishly, we would like to see some of the, in the, the hometown talent stay at, stay, at, stay at Indiana Tech. Well, and I think, too, from a larger standpoint, it can't harm the university to get all of those boys and girls onto your campus. I was just talking the other day about the missed opportunity that someone like Ball State has when they host Volleyball State. They should be hosting an event for every Belmont kid who's going down there to watch volleyball to come and, and see their campus, see more than just worth an arena, the biggest recruitment tool for any college, and it's all about recruitment now, is to physically get somebody on your campus so that they can see it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that the university appreciates that exposure to a different group of kids than, than they might get with their regular advertising. You know, 40 years ago, Ball State had wrestling. They've since dropped it. But uh, just to let you know, Coach, I am still officially enrolled at Indiana Tech, and I have two <laughs> years of eligibility left. Sweet. Just in case you need a... A big, a big out-of-shape, fat old <laughs> we guy. Won't go there. Somebody to mop mats for you or something. Yeah. I guess you get a letter. Well, hey, before we uh, end our second period, let's go back to uh, Ron Colley Wrestling or Beach Grove yeah. Wrestling and talk a little bit about your relationship with uh, Adams County wrestlers. Do you ever wrestle anybody from Adams Central Belmont when you were in high school? Uh, not, not that I can. I, I thought about that when I moved up here, but not off the top of my head. I can't think of a lot. Um, no, I can't. So you had great success at yeah. Ron Colley. You got involved with Team State uh, in that tournament. Is that something that you're going to uh, attend uh, in January? Yes, we I, we plan to attend. Um, it depends on like I thought we thought it was going to be in Fort Wayne again, like like always, which would have been easier to to attend. Um, it depends on what our what our team's doing that weekend, if what our competition schedule looks like. But yeah, we definitely will have some coaches. Attending Team State, it's a great event. Um, we got to wrestle in it. So, oh, for f- not my first year at Ron Colley because they weren't too great when I came in. But um, every year after that, we we got to compete in it. So, so who else is on your staff? I, I forgot to ask you that. At uh, Tech at Indiana Tech. Yeah, we have uh, Thomas Pompey's the head coach. He's in his seventh season. Um, Graylin Early, who's a uh, a local legend here in Fort Wayne, is an assistant, and um, Colin Croom. <laughs> Jimtown uh, guys, an assistant, and Travis Barquillo, uh, Prairie Heights guy. And so, so there's a lot of, a lot of uh, local um, Fort Wayne guys. I have a connection with Kroom. Kroom's father and I wrestled at Southwestern Michigan College up in Dwajek, Michigan. So okay. Kroom and I were on the same team together. So. Cool. And, of course, Belmont cool. fans know Graylin Early as somebody who went head-to-head with John Sheets, Belmont's yep. all-time winningest wrestler and uh, yep. somebody that, that we know well from, from that era for sure. So... 
Well, Rex, I'd say that ends our second period. With that, we're going to send it back to Studio Steve Rouse on the board for us here on this Sunday night. We'll be back with more of the wrestling talk in the third period yep. right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to the Hector Sefton Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're in the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and uh, Dane and I had the uh, the fried special tonight, tater tots, uh, cheese curds. The shrimp are always wonderful, the great St. Mary's River shrimp that, uh, that we have each week here. Uh, but uh, our wives enjoyed their food, and uh, it, I, I think it's a really good move to take this to Sunday night, Dane. It kind of takes the pressure off of you. Uh, on, a a little, mon- on a Monday to get everything done and race over here, and it's it's kind of kind of a little bit more relaxing mood here. Yeah, a little bit of fan interaction earlier, and a little more we wanted. That's how it goes sometimes. But we're gonna toss a headset over here to Coach Curry. There we go, perfect. And uh, I guess we'll just talk a little Fort Wayne area high school wrestling uh, first with Coach McClurg. Tell us about some of the guys who are up in your room that you're looking forward to when this high school season starts here next week. Yeah, we've, you know, we just, like I said, we just started the RTC this summer and, and got into it really heavy in September. And we probably had about 40 high school kids that spent quite a bit of time with us. Um, and I'll, I'll try to think of some names off the top of my head. But, you know, we're obviously super excited about um, Al Capone Beasy, and I think, I think a lot of guys are um, in this area. Um, and Coach Graylin Early spends a ton of time with Pone, and um, he's working really hard. Just, um, I think he's got a he got a tall task ahead of him as a freshman wrestling a big a man's weight class. But he's a he's a man, and um, and he's he works really hard. He's super talented and he's tough. Um, so um, we're excited for him. Um, I just well, I'll have to I'll have to interject there because yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny. Talk about Dial Capone Vizi. Uh, Duke Myers is on a personal quest to preach the gospel of Dial Capone Vizi to anybody who will listen. <laughs> yeah. He tells high school, you know, high school freshman girls who have no idea what wrestling even is, like, do you see this man? He is a man. He goes on this big, big spiel about him, and Keegan Martin's like, I wrestled him. I wrestled him one time. I wrestled him. I want to make sure that everybody knows I wrestled that guy one time. Uh, I, I, no, I don't, I don't think he did. 
Tre- but, Trevor's uh, wrestled him a couple times. Keegan Bloom's wrestled him a couple times. That kid went through Blackhawk Middle School. So yeah. at the middle school level, and I think Trev even had him, I think, the one year down at Folk Style State. So the kid's the real deal. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's super talented. Super talented and, and super humble. I've got to know yeah. him really well since uh spent some time with him about the month before Fargo, getting ready for Fargo, and spent a lot of time with him since. He's just really humble, um, down to earth. He works really hard. He's really coachable. He learns fast. And that's why I think he can be a – a threat right away. I mean, he's got a, he learns really well. And, and for so, some of our listeners who aren't that familiar with him, he's going to be wrestling 82. Yeah. Yeah. 182 for Snyder this year. You will see him. I'm trying to think of what their schedule looks like. I haven't talked to coach Cochran much uh, this year, but I believe they're still at the Al Smith. And of course they wrestled Belmont in December also. So, uh, local fans will get a chance to look at him. Yeah. He is probably the biggest name I would say, uh, in, the Fort Wayne area right now, it almost feels like. Yeah, I would, I would say so. And I just um, want to plug, and I think a kid that some people are going to start to, if they don't already know, they will know, Easton Doster from New Haven is a, another incoming freshman that's really tough and works really hard. I'm just, I actually just worked out with him here a few hours ago at our facility. Um, guy's always just looking to do extra, trying to get better. Um, he will be, um, I think, a tough kid at, at 113. And we this talked year. also then about Giuliano Campo, mm-hmm. who is also going to start the year ranked for New Haven, and that's a, a pretty tough one two punch down there in the lower weight, weights for the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I was talking to Easton and, and his dad uh, today. I think they have a. New Haven's going to be a really young, I think, really, really young team. They only have one senior maybe on their team, so it'll be kind of exciting to watch them. Now, I'm trying to remember, yeah. Jimmy's still coaching there, right? Jimmy yeah. Lynn's still coaching there. He yeah. gave up the football Correct. side of things. Okay, that's, yeah. what I was, that's what I was thinking. Of course, New Haven's on your schedule, Tony. Yep. Uh, on Belmont's schedule, and then you guys go back there for those New Haven duels. Yeah, so we see them uh, as a head-to-head duel meet during the week, and then there's a Super 10 that rotates between New Haven and Yorktown, and so we go back to New Haven. Um, typically, they put us in the opposite pool since we just wrestled them, you know, Week or, I think it's the same week actually this yeah, year. I think so too. Um, so we typically get in an opposite pool, and, and if we do wrestle on missing a, a cross bracket, if the if the placements work themselves out. And then of course we see them in the in the any eight tournament also in in late January. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, I've talked to Garrett Manley a couple times. He's one of the Belmont kids that's been up in your room. Anybody yeah. else from Belmont that's been up? Yeah, uh, Garrett is an awesome kid and works really hard. I think he's a guy that is hungry to go over the hump this year and um, could be real effective for Belmont. Um, Gavin Davis has been in the room a lot. Um, Ike's been in a little bit. Um, yeah, I think those are probably the three Belmont guys that have that have been in the most. Um, Landon Birch from Bluffton has been has been in all the time, and there's a lot, you know a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of guys I don't want to miss any names, but I, there's a lot of kids that have been working really hard in this area, whether it's with us or at the fort or with Tim. I've, I've been in sat in on Tim's practices a couple times this summer. There's a lot of good kids in there working hard there too. Um, there's a lot of good things going on. You know, I, I come from Indy, and, and you hear all the you know the 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 and, and, and I might have been guilty of it a little bit, too. I mean, you, you know, the, the stats are the stats, mm-hmm. you know, at the state tournament. I don't I agree. I don't think it's fair to judge um, Fort Wayne on that. But Well, I think you have to, once you really start diving deeper into the data, you start to realize some of the reasons and the whys. Yeah. And if you really look at school size and, and just overall population of, of who's coming through this Fort Wayne semi-state, it, it, explains, it explains a lot. And, you know, we talked about this before, too. You know, how many of your guys – 
are playing football right now. What did you say you had eight? Sixteen. Yeah, you've got sixteen guys and nine in the wrestling room right now. Yeah, eleven. So it's awfully tough for those guys to play that high level of football and then have time to make it up to to Wade's place to, to right. get a little bit of mat time in. That's why we do we do more of the summer stuff. We hit a couple summer duels and the and the Disney duels this year worked out perfectly for us because. Typically, once we get to moratorium week in uh, that first weekend in July, those kids after that are all football. So we don't we don't get a lot of training in in, in July August. Um, we just don't. Um, just what it is. And and for a small school like that to to have a successful football program, a successful wrestling program, you have to share athletes. Um, there's no no other way. Those kids have to play multiple sports. And then in the springtime. <laughs> A lot of my wrestlers are playing baseball, um, baseball and track and field. So I, I looked at my numbers, I think it was two years ago, and I only had one kid on my entire uh, roster that only did one sport. Most of them did three, and, and several of them did two sports, but I only had one kid do one sport. But I guess on the flip side then, if you talk about the kids who do specialize and who really want to be up at that really elite level, programs like Wade's and... Tim's Madman Academy and those types yeah. of things allow for them when their teammates aren't present in right. a full practice to still go out there and get that training. And I think that's going to make a difference long term also. Coach Myers at, at Madman, he, he picks up a lot of area kids, a lot of um, South Adams, Adams Central, Jay County kids, some Wells County kids, some, you know, uh, New Haven kids, uh, Allen County kids coming down. And that's, that's doable because I know there was a couple of summers there where my kids would do football wrestling and baseball all on the same day throughout the summer you know they they'd go lift or whatever for football they'd hit tim's madman and then they'd be like open fields for baseball all on the same day so you know those kids are pulled so many ways and and that's just just what it is and you and i have talked about this before how much it's changed from the days when you were wrestling and being rivals with local kids to now you know, you look at the front row, the picture that was in the paper, I think, of the Belmont volleyball team. You've got your son, Landon Birch, and I'm trying to remember who the other one was. They're all sitting watching the, the Belmont volleyball. They're all right. friends. They're so much closer now because right. of that traditional. Um, Some of that goes back to, like, that travel baseball because that's where, uh, you know, Alex and, and Blake – and uh, some of those AC boys were on a travel baseball team for several summers with those uh, some of the Belmont kids. And honestly, that's probably Alex's best friend group is is a handful of those Belmont kids, a couple AC kids, and they're hanging out every weekend. It's a good group of boys, and you know the the travel baseball and summer wrestling and some of those things. They're teammates um, more than rivals on some of that stuff. Well, as we finish up the last couple minutes of the third period, I did want to touch on, and we didn't get a chance to do this last week, but uh, off the top of your head, were there any rule changes for high school wrestling this year that you're uh, interested in to see how it goes or concerned about? I don't think there was anything that was real. There wasn't anything super major. I no. know that the, the big thing that came through the National Federation was a discussion about weight classes and the option for state federations to drop from 14 to 13 or I believe even 12, 12 yeah, right. is an option depending on the that, state. That's a year or two away, right? Yeah, I think that's not for this year. Hopefully no. it got voted down. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just don't want to see opportunities taken away from kids. Correct. Because you know? when, 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 they, 
when you go to 13 weights, they'll never go back to 14. You know, and that's just the that's my fear. Right. You know, when you start cutting stuff, you don't never get it back. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how many states would take that step. Yeah. You know, we've seen uh, is it seven on seven football? Is it or is it eight on eight? I can't remember. Is it seven on seven? That's uh, pretty prominent way up in northern Michigan and in a couple of other states where where population's pretty sparse. I know the Coaches Association for Football actually had a proposal, I think it was two years ago, that would have allowed schools that didn't have football to start a seven-on-seven seven program and then add them in. Uh, you could drop down, say, Southern Wells, who's really struggled the mm -hmm. last couple of years with numbers. They could choose to drop 11-on-11 11 11 and move down to seven-by-seven. Seven. But I'm not sure that Indiana's ready for that. And I just would, I agree, I would hate to see Indiana drop a weight class. I feel like participation is, is still pretty strong. Uh, obviously, people talk about forfeits a lot, but you know, I, I feel, still think we have a pretty strong state tournament. Yeah, we're a one class <laughs> system and a one class state tournament. I mean, I can't, I mean, it's hard enough to, I mean, to be one of the 14 guys. I can't imagine it being hard. It's just going to be even harder to be one of the 12 or one of the 13 guys, you know. So. Right. It's just going to stack those kids up. Yeah, I just would hate, it, hate for that to happen. Yeah, and the IHSAA just had their meeting last week confirming the state tournament uh, set up. No changes this year for the state tournament. There are a few very slight changes. I sat in on that committee in May, and um, I, people looking for wholesale changes to the state tournament are not going to get it when it comes to realignment right now, um, specifically Assistant Commissioner Falcons, but I, he, he says that he speaks for the entire IHSAA, although some of the things other sports do don't quite jive with it, but they still want to keep it local. And, and they're not looking to gerrymander semi-state districts to try and make them more competitive. The IHSA still wants people to wrestle local schools, and uh, I, I do appreciate our local sectional. It's been consistent. It's teams that, for the most part, you see. I know Union City and Blackford are kind of outliers, um, but they're not, they, they aren't programs with, with, with full squads to begin with. But I do feel like we have a pretty good regional setup where we know those teams and they know us, Delta, Yorktown, Muncie. We see those teams and there's a lot of, uh, of cross-wrestling in the regular season. And, and you know that regional is young. I looked at that and I think every kid that was a state qualifier out of that regional is back this year. Um, you know, Jay County has some little, little lightweights that were hammers last year. Belmont pulls back uh, Dobie, Ike, Duke. We return all three of our state qualifiers. Um, Eli Johnson over there at Norwell, Birch at Bluffton. Um, the Monroe Central kid finished fifth, I want to say, at yep. 82 last year. Um, Delta's going to be on the rise. You watch, you know, Coach LeCount count down there at Delta that, is going to do a nice with job. With that facility that they have for sure. Right. So, Well, that's the end of the third period for us, and we will send it back to the studio for a round of messages and be back after that. Hi, this is Jessie from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. 
Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur has the perfect Christmas gift for the entire family. This year, give the gift of golf. Reduced rates for next season are now available. Student memberships, singles, couples, family, and seniors are all options on the 27-hole beautiful Cross Creek Golf Course. Gift certificates from Cross Creek make great stocking stuffers. New merchandise, including sweaters and outerwear, are also great gift ideas. Stop in soon for the best selection, Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Welcome back to the Hager Sefton Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, still joined uh, by our both of our coaches here, Rex Burrow and Dane Filling, and uh, now we're into the overtime period of our show. Well, Rex, I wanted to know if you heard the big transfer news in college wrestling, and that was that Drew Hildebrandt is off to Penn State, leaving Central Michigan, finished fourth last year at the NCAAs. Uh, you know, not like Penn State needs any help, but pretty well, cool to see another Indiana wrestler wrestling at one of the, the country's premier programs. If you're wrestling at Central Michigan and you make the NCAAs like that, you're going to get snagged up. I mean, just, I mean, if you had a guy wrestling for Indiana Tech and he, and he was able to get that, you looked at one of the big guys going to come stealing away from you. Yeah, yeah, we have a, we got a guy that's, believe it or not, our heavyweight is going to be, He's got one semester of eligibility left, and so he's going to use it second semester. He's going part-time school. NEIA is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be 26 years old. He's, our heavyweight is 26 years old, Vernon Willis. And so, Where's he from? He's from California. Okay. Um, so he's a long, long story, but went to school for a couple of years and took a few years off. And with NEIA, your clock stops. Your clock doesn't keep running. Well, there you go, Rex. So, yeah, I know. So you got you – got, yeah, Rex, you got a couple of years. Well, here's, here's my first – wrestling experience in college i was 17 years old when i graduated high school the first week of college i turned 18 we go to a tournament i wrestle a guy who'd been in the army for like six years and comes out and uses eligibility he's like 27 years old and i'm like this guy's like my dad i was like that's this is not fair you know i beat him two to one but, I didn't, but hey that's the way it goes grandview has um they they're like the penn state of every night they've won like nine of the last 10 titles and ben provisor who's a a Greco World Team member for the U.S. and uh, he's like 33, 34 years old, enrolled at Grandview this year. I mean, he's got four years of eligibility. He's never went to school, so. Um, but supposedly he got brought his wife and kids along with him to yeah, cheer. The rumor is he got hurt training for the World Championship, so I don't think he's going to compete this year. So I don't know if we'll see him. And of course, the uh, talking about college wrestling. Of course, we get great coverage from college wrestling on BTN and some other avenues but the ncaa's are in detroit in march correct i believe so yeah so uh a close trip we do want to give a shout out to our 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 good friend and uh, great listener bruce teamy he had a a knee replacement i believe last week two weeks ago uh i do have to i i I do think that i'm going to write a letter to the commissioner uh tony you were at volleyball last weekend right you had to buy a ticket online on a phone well, Bruce Teamy doesn't have a phone, and, and not a smartphone at least, and well, neither, neither does the guy who is named John now. We, we make sure that we know that. Bruce Teamy has a phone, but it's at home, and it's got one of those dials that you like that. 
That's and, his phone. And what interest does the IHSAA have in, in prohibiting some lifelong fans from being able to get in? I mean, I know that they can find a neighbor, but you know what? When you're trying to drive down to Muncie and coordinate with people and, and somebody's got to wait at the door to let you in and all those types of things, I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But anyways, I know that uh, Bruce Timmy and his, and his brother Phil have been uh, to several NCAA tournaments and to the Big Tens, and uh, they're really big fans of, of, of college wrestling. I do want to go over our schedule for the rest of the week. Uh, we do have the Jeff Brom Show, which starts at 6.05 tomorrow night. Uh, Purdue coming off another win this weekend, and they've got a couple of games coming up this week we'll tell you about. And then the Pacers are on after that. It will be a slight delay for the pregame, but they'll be at Madison Square Arena to take on the Knicks. And then on Tuesday night, Wright State visits West Lafayette. That's a 6 o'clock pregame with a 7 o'clock tip. And then the Jeff Brom show is on Wednesday at 6.05. The Pacers are then at the Pistons after that. And then on Friday night, it's going to be Rex bringing you the semi-state game between Adam Central and North Judson. I'm stuck at home finishing the paper well, and covering I, a little bit of basketball. I'm, I'm on the phone with the boss right now, and I'm telling him if they don't have a press box, I can sit inside. I, Rex we, says we, he's not sitting out in the cold in the snow, <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens there. Saturday's uh, football game between Purdue and Northwestern live from Wrigley Field. That's an 11 o'clock pregame with a noon kickoff. Make sure to listen to that game. And then Purdue basketball plays after that against North Carolina. We will have uh, high school girls basketball Saturday night, Belmont at Heritage. And then uh, Sunday, the Colts are playing at Buffalo. we got a Buffalo Bills fan in the crowd here behind us. And then Purdue also plays men's basketball. And then, of course, we'll have another episode of High School Wrestling Weekly as we get ready to preview the first real action of the season between Belmont and Columbia City. We will have on the show the head coach of the South Adams Starfires, Jesse Gaskell, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Caprino. The, what do you call him? The Grand Poobah? No, the guru. The, I don't know. What do you call him of Indiana Matt? He's everything. He's just, he is Indiana he is Matt. Indiana That's Matt. what I say. And hopefully, after four weeks of the show, we might get a free T-shirt. Oh, I'm, I'm already lined up. I, I, I told him uh, the hat you had on last week was pretty sweet swag. So, but... Uh, I wanted to ask you, Coach uh, McClure, about uh, female wrestling and the female wrestling program that you have. I mean, back in the day, if you were a young man that you come out of high school and you wanted to go on and wrestle further, you really had to go look for opportunities to wrestle in college. This is a whole new era. It's a whole new ball game. How do you rewrite this so that there are opportunities for young women to wrestle? And Belmont's got a couple of young ladies that have excelled and done quite well that uh, – having a place for them to wrestle without going to Kings in Kentucky or someplace like that to allow them to, to be local. Yeah, it's, um, it's a great thing. I think uh, just the more, the more I think the NIA wrestling is growing so much because schools can add men's wrestling and they can also add a women's wrestling program, right? So it just makes a whole lot of sense financially and for the school. Um, the thing I'm concerned about with, with, with the growth of women's wrestling is that it's, I feel like it's growing faster at like the collegiate level than it may be at the grassroots level, and I, and that, that's that, that's that's my my little bit of my concern is I think it, you know I wish Indiana would sanction it. Um, I think the moment it gets sanctioned, then I think more girls will wrestle um, because they can actually wrestle and get a varsity letter and, and, and wear their school single and, and and wrestle with girls. Um, 
And I don't know how close we, I don't know how close we are to that. Um, probably not that well, close. It seems like the IHSAA keeps they keep pushing it back. They keep shuffling the cups, and you don't know which one the ball is in. As yeah. to is it the number of girls wrestling? Is it the number of schools offering girls wrestling? Is it the 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 growth from one year to the next? What's the hurdle that we have to get over? I don't think the IHSAA fully understands just how much work people in Indiana are doing to put on these tournaments because we understand that the way to grow the sport is to allow opportunities for young girls who want to join the sport to have a place where they can wrestle girls of their own ability level. Nobody wants to go to a tournament where they're going to get whooped on and not have a chance to grow. And I think, you know, for Belmont's perspective, we've had two girls who have had a lot of time on the mat over the last six or seven years, but we had one girl who wanted to come out this year, never tried the sport before. Well, what do I need to do? She asked me, well, you got to find a partner. I mean, you got to have some, those girls are way above your level. They don't want to waste their time in practice teaching you things. You got to find somebody. And you know what that girl did? She went out and got another girl who's roughly her size (laughs) and they're both, they're both in the room now. And I I think if Belmont high school had an actual, had a real just women's wrestling team or, you know, girls wrestling team. But I think, you would have more of what you're talking about, you know, girls going to get girls. It's, it's, it's an easier sell to a girl to wrestle, you know, their own, their own, their own sex. Hey, it, guys, it's... I'm going to jump in and cut this off. We've got two commercials we're going to play here, and then we're going to go right into our podcast page. But the WZBD radio aired section has ended. Uh, I'd like to thank both of our coaches for coming in. I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors who allowed us to bring this program to you this week. I'd like to thank Steve for running the board for us. Uh, so, Round of commercials, and then uh, Steve's going to play some uh, good, fine songs, singers, and bands after that. And uh, stay tuned as the podcast should be up early this week. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Products from Defense Soap. Here for years, Defense Soap has been trusted by wrestlers, coaches, and families to protect their athletes from the dangers associated with skin infection. Defense has always made a commitment to the wrestling community to make products that are safe and effective in the toughest of rooms. The feedback they receive from their loyal customers strengthens their purpose and drives them to fulfill different needs in personal care and hygiene. Defense Soap, defend what you have built. So, Coach, uh, since you have a, comp- a competitor now up at Trine with another women's program, and their coach happens to have a very close relative that's a bronze medalist in the Olympics. Does that make the recruiting section a little bit tougher for you? Um, I don't think so. I think, I think that what makes us an easier sell, um, 
we we're, we have a little more lucrative scholarship model. Um, being compared to D three, they yeah. have they have a tougher uh, scholarship um, because they have no, they have none. <laughs> um, and the thing that Trine is um, doesn't have compared to us as far as from a wrestling, we have our own wrestling facility, and they don't have, they have to share a space for their wrestling room right now. So um, I hope, though I do, I do, I hope that they can um, get more girls on their team. Um, and but it's got to, we got to grow at the grassroots level, and that's where it's going to have to come from. Well, you, you have to understand. Just because you're D3 and they do not have a scholarship uh, allocated to sports, all of my kids went to Division three schools, and they have need-based scholarships, yep. and there is money available. Oh, so is, yeah. don't think that, uh, oh, I can't get a scholarship there. I mean, those kids are there because they're being funded in some way, shape, or form, whether it's academic scholarships or something, but they are making sure that those teams are populated with people, and the only way you can do that is with money. Yep. Yep. And going back to your discussion about uh, having it sanctioned in the IHSAA, you know, it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing. Sanctioning is going to take it to a different level, but you can't get to a different level. You can't sanction without getting to a different level. It, you know, the girls' regional is a great tournament. It's fun. It's exciting. You can see the girls have a different level of intensity when they wrestle at it. But this year it's on Friday, January 7th, the night before Team State. And if you're a coach who's got, uh, you know, a team competing at Team State, do you really want to divert your attention away from the 25, 30, 40 kids that you have in your room that you've, you know, that you've been working all year with? Or do you want to take the time to take two girls who have not wrestled more than a year? You know, it's a tough, it's a tough sell. And you were talking about having a, a standalone coach and those types of things. And all of that takes money and facilities. And it's really difficult, especially for a school Belmont size or Adam Central size to try to devote any sort of um, funding or resources to that when you, you know, in Belmont's case, they had two girls who had wrestled all the way back in middle school. Those coaches had time to decide, okay, what are we going to do when they come out for the team? It's going to be the, really the first girls ever. They had a plan, but they didn't really have a plan for what they were going to do with these brand new girls who decided to come out. It was really unexpected. And uh, you know, it, it's difficult to add that into the ever-growing list of things. We were talking to Coach Curry about the fundraising hat that he has to wear, yeah. and you know, he's got to know the ins and outs of, of Disneyland now as a as a head coach. And adding girls wrestling is is a whole another thing. And now, uh, that, to grow at the grassroots level, that's really what we pushed the commissioner hard last year. We pushed him for a date. We told him, "Hey, when's this going to happen?" And like I said, he was he was not real committed. But uh, he had he'd said that it was getting closer. Well, they went and they changed some of the language with emerging. They call it an emerging sport in the process with allowing that. And, you know, I don't have enough contacts with people down in Indianapolis to know what that really means, what they were attempting to do. I, I think some of the push is that they want to add a boys' sport in addition to adding a girls' sport. And I know that volleyball has been the big push in the indie area. I don't know if you have any experience with that, way to talk about. But, um, you know, I think that's the most likely one. But, you know, all of those things, I remember reading an article in the, in the Journal Gazette a couple of years ago about the people who are really the, the head honchos in the high school bowling in the state. They didn't want IHSAA sanctioning because they were able to do some things without it that they would have had to do if they were officially sanctioned. So I don't know... You know, with no governing body, I don't know how boys' volleyball works and those types of things. But 
there's a lot. It's a lot to get 400 high schools to have to follow the same set of rules and to get every high school in the state to, to start thinking about how they're going to fund another head coaching position and all those types of things. You know, we were at the, at the volleyball state championship and they had a real big uh, presentation because it was the something anniversary. 50th, 50th state anniversary. tournament for, for girls volleyball. And it was part of that uh, Title IX uh, yeah. introduction. And that is, that is another good reason to come back and say, look, we have these girls that want to wrestle in a sport that is not sanctioned currently. I mean, at, at one point in time, lacrosse is still not sanctioned as a high school sport. A lot of people want lacrosse brought in. Um, I saw that flag football is co-ed. Uh, it is on the IHSAA website. Is it sanctioned yet or not? Um, the, not. Uh, the flag football, I think, is the unified unified yeah. thing. Um, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, but At Ron Colley, we had, we had a, a boys' volleyball team. Um, they actually won state once or twice when I was there, but to my understanding, there's only about 40 schools or so, 50 schools in the state that have volleyball, and it's well for boys, and it's mostly in these schools because um, that's just where the majority of the population is at in the state. So I don't think that's – I don't know how close that is to being sanctioned either because there's just not that many schools that are well, doing it. Fort Wayne has a big rugby club, and there's a lot of rugby teams that play around the state. Um, hockey is another one of those things. Is hockey IHSAA sanctioned or no, not? It no, is it not. is not. And I know that a lot of people like to pick on gymnastics. Um, because their numbers are dwindling, but you know nobody's saying we have to get rid of another sport to add to add a new one. And I think the the interest is there, and I think the only hurdle that's really stopping it is having an official tournament. Has the commission called you and told you what night he wanted to be on yet? We need to call him and ask him when he wants to come on. You know, we got a list of questions for the commission that we need to put on here. He he tunes in and listens to us. Uh, uh, we are his main platform for disseminating information to the wrestling world, and he has told us one time that we are his mouthpiece. Well, it would be interesting to have him speak on the realignment issue because some of the things that he said in that meeting uh, were really telling to me, and not that I necessarily disagreed with them. I, I've long been an advocate for keeping things local and it's about competing and people talk about they want to seed the tournament or they, they want to make it like the football tournament where you have to win so many games to get in. I, I love the fact that every team has an equal chance of winning a game at the start of the tournament. Belmont, I mean, that's a great example. If you seed the tournament and put Belmont football against the best team in, the, in their sectional, then what do those Belmont boys have to play for once they've gotten to 0-5 or 0-6 the last few years? Every team deserves a blind draw, a local team, and they also deserve somebody to play in that first round of sexual that they know where that school is. And that's one of the things that's really bothering me about some of these realignments. Belmont uh, played Eastern Greentown a couple years ago in girls' basketball. Our girls don't even know where Eastern Greentown is. And I just think some of those sectionals have gotten ridiculous in the way that they've moved them. And I would really like to see if... We're going to stick with the wrestling idea that everybody, everything needs to be tight and compact and not gerrymandered, then the, the rest of the state needs to do that when it comes to other sports. Some of that you've got to be careful with competitive balance. If you're realigning for competitive balance, right. you're constantly realigning because those ebbs and flows, ups and downs with, with the, you know, the product teams are putting out. So yeah, that's and where that's where I think some of the sports – their coaches have got their assistant commissioners to go along with the competitive balance argument. And Mr. Falcons came right out and said it and said, we're not going to have that in wrestling. <laughs> That's not what we're looking for. The most telling thing, and I think it's been long enough, I can probably say he's not listening, so it's whatever. But the most telling thing that he said in that entire meeting was, I don't want to go to state 
and see 16 kids from Mary, or he said 28 for each, you know, each weight class. I don't want to see 28 kids in the finals all from Marion County. And, and said, you know, I want there to be regional representation. And if Coach Myers down at Jay County is listening, he's long been an advocate for the team state tournament, the committee, to have one representative from every semi-state. That no matter what, even if they're going to be the worst team there, each region needs to have a chance to be able to qualify somebody. And that was, you know, looking back at the, at the, at the old team state, was there were a lot of mismatches in that first round. But you did get a variety of teams from different sections of the state to, to get there. We did, we did have another uh, world-level uh, female wrestler that uh, was uh, active this summer uh, in Alara Boyd uh, from Yorktown. And uh, she was very successful against wrestling against boys and just totally dominated the girls' class. And uh, I saw the rankings come out uh, where she's wrestling from. She's ranked number one in the nation collegiately right now. And she's like a silver medalist in the, in the world a couple of times at the cadet level. And it's just, if you look at that, and when you watched her wrestle, it didn't look like a girl that decided, hey, I think I'll try wrestling. She is an elite caliber athlete just like Hildebrand and Miracle and Helen Marulius. Uh, I mean, their their technique is incredible, and it's not like, oh, this is a boy wrestler, this girl wrestler. That's a wrestler, period. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's why women's wrestling is gonna it's, it's, it's coming, whether people want it to come or not. It's it's here. I mean, University of Iowa just added it. I mean, it's it's gonna grow. It's gonna keep growing. It's just a matter of time. The IHSA will eventually. And I think, I, think yeah, I don't think anybody's, and I don't think anybody from the IHSAA is denying it. It's right. just kind of been a struggle to get them to, to, to stand firm on what is the threshold where we're going to be able to, to make this happen and, and stop making some of these coaches from across the state, you know, the guy at McConaughey, a couple of other guys who are doing all of this work to host these tournaments to make them happen. And by the way, the first Belmont wrestlers that are going to be wrestling this year are the girls when they wrestle each of the first, I think, four Saturdays. They'll have matches in before that Columbia City match, I think, next Saturday. Okay, raise your hand if you woke up at 5.30 in the morning to watch uh, the Olympic Channel and watch the female wrestling for the Olympics. That was me. Yeah, it was, it, it was a lot of fun, and it's something that's growing on the international scale. Also. I know this, too, that like, Iowa high school wrestling has not sanctioned girls either. I mean, so we're not the only state. I think only half the states in the country. Yeah, I think it's it. about 25 or 30 are, are about there. And so and Iowa is a is wrestling state mecca, and they, they haven't even adopted it yet. So well, I, I think they don't want to come. They, they probably don't want to share college uh, scholarship money. Could be. Don't know. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting topic, but I know, you know, my wife and I go to wrestling all over the state all through the high school season and with Trinity and Andrea wrestling for Belmont it was never a question those two girls are wrestling at the regional at the state finals we've seen every match that they've wrestled in that tournament hey it's going to be Friday night in January at McConaughey and then you're going to have to drive to Martinsville or Warren Central or wherever on Saturday doesn't matter we're, we're going to go we're going to get a hotel room somewhere I don't know not the Randolph County Inn and Suites like we looked at the sweet sorry sweet but uh, yeah I'm excited for it and uh, it's going to be a good season and if you're a Belmont fan for sure and just a local wrestling fan and you get a chance to see Andrea Hernandez or Trinity Coyne um, this season, 
go down to Maconaqua, go down to, I think the state finals are going to be in Kokomo again, if I, if I remember right. So, Coach Curry, you had a little foray in girls wrestling last year. Uh, do you have a projected this year, or is that not a thing this year? No, we do not currently have a, a female on the roster. We have had a couple over the years. Um, Sammy Oliver was probably our first one several years ago. She was tough as nails. Um, and, you know, she was just an athlete, period, on the volleyball court, on the softball field. And uh, she did wrestle all the way through youth and even into, I think, her sophomore year. Um, but currently we do not have one. On but the she roster. was, you know, and that wasn't that long ago, but still, she was still in that era where, okay, Sammy, you want to be on the wrestling team. It was all boys. Here's a list of the boys' JV events that you need to go to. Right. And that's, that's, no, that's just not the way hire that the sport. Her your coach. Go hire her your <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the same time, that's a, that's a step that the IHSAA could take that would really make schools devote those resources to it, and you would have the ability to bring on an additional coach who you could have coach the girls, but also be an asset to your boys. And I think that's, that's a positive that I see coming out of it for boys wrestling also. Yeah, you know, talking earlier about just opportunities, it's just creating opportunities. And like Coach McClurg said, if, if it gets sanctioned, it creates opportunities. I think that those numbers will grow. And, you know, it is a, a tough tough situation there but i think once it gets sanctioned it will it will just it'll take off skyrocket yeah yeah participation yeah for sure so i know we were talking about team state earlier and rex and i've been talking about it for a couple weeks we still don't have a location uh we thought that we were headed to warren central and 3a was headed to franklin well now it sounds like warren central's out now martinsville's getting thrown out and uh as 1a and 2a host apparently they have a new venue at martinsville i don't know anything about it that's that's pretty far south for for my liking yeah i do not either um the only communication we've had is is the initial list of teams that have qualified and i think they voted in one team so far from the um from the yes and we still have one one more to go one team to add in all four classes right so there's been no communication to the coaches yet on venue or or you know sites so Options. I'll ask you this question because it pertains to me specifically. Now that we've moved Team State to January 8th, it creates a whole new calendar for the seeding committee to make their decisions. We used to seed the Team State tournament when it was December 30th, January 1st, January 2nd. We used to seed it before Christmas. Well, now I think with the timing that we have January 8th, I think it's more appropriate for us to wait until those tournaments are completed to have a clearer picture about where teams stand what uh i know you we talked earlier about a tournament that you've added with rensselaer central obviously you want those matches to count right when you're looking at seeding so i'm, I'm thinking that we're probably looking at a situation where we seed those tournaments uh those fields probably january 1st and 2nd right and and it's different you know adam central probably hasn't had a november wrestling match in probably five five or six years and and most teams are going to start kicking off in the next week or so um you know our first our first match right now is belmont which is probably going to get pushed back but it's that friday in uh december was at the 9th and the 10th our acac duels yep. so several teams across the state will probably have six seven eight nine matches in already and so our you know resume if you if you're talking about it would 
if you see it in, in late December, it's probably going to be two weekends of wrestling maybe. Yeah. And, you know, kids coming out of football, you're never in wrestling shape. You're never in wrestling shape. Even, even at the 1A level where several of our kids don't come off the field, you know, they play offense, they play defense, they're on special teams. But wrestling is different physical shape than, than football. Um, and it takes, it takes those kids a, a couple weeks to really, really get into wrestling shape. So, you know, I said earlier, we, a lot of times we don't really hit our stride till, till January. And, and that's where we get kids to the right weight classes and, and they're, they're in shape and the techniques polished up a little bit because they're a little rusty coming out of, uh, you know, the, the fall sport there. Well, you and I have talked about it for a lot of years. You know, sometimes you get into that early season when you're not at your peak and you take a loss to somebody who's also going to team state. Yeah. You know that pigeonholes you <laughs> into that spot, and there's no way you can get around it. And I think getting that team state date just a little bit later in the year, you really had a chance five or six weeks of wrestling for a lot of the teams to really show who belongs where to make that the best tournament possible. And you probably get a, a better picture of, of what's going on. You know, like if a kid's injured, alligate, or, you know, getting the kid to the right weight class coming out of football, you know, that can that can take a couple of weeks with the weight loss programs, the way they're, they're designed. Kids don't cut that, that weight uh, dramatically like, like used to happen. So, you know, if you make a football run, it does take you a little bit of time to, to get your feet under you. So our, our show schedule, we actually have a, a show uh, after your New Haven Super 10. We'll have a show on December 19th, and then we won't have a show on the next week because of the holidays, but we're actually going to be having a show. Uh, AJ and I will be live from Mishawaka High School at the start of the Al Smith tournament for the first time ever, and I guess we've been offered the chance to interview Al Smith, so that's, that's going to be perfect. That's, so we're doing the show on the 29th, and then the, and then the placement round is the, is the 30th. So, oh, if you can do the show on the 29th. Okay, perfect. So uh, that'll be really cool for us. But then we're going to do another show then on January 2nd. We have one reason why I won't be there. Okay, okay, that's right. It's her birthday. I forgot about that. But our show then on January 2nd, Sunday, that'll be our team state pairing show. So we will have that. We'll have the, the whole horse and pony show here, I think. Maybe we'll even get Mike Reiser to come all the way down from, from, from where he is. And that'll be live on Indiana Matt. And last year... Or two years ago, I know we did a, two, a full two-hour show. We did our show, and then we did the release, and we did it live on YouTube along with it. And You know, you had to do your hair and all that kind of thing to, to be on camera. But uh, the Team State thing has been great. You talked earlier. You're one of the teams that's been invited every single year. It's a, a cornerstone of your program. It's a cornerstone of Coach Meyer's program at Belmont. Uh, you got involved with it, Coach McClurg, when you were at Ron Colley, yeah. and even Coach Gaskell at South Adams. They haven't qualified. He changed their schedule this year. He picked up two or three teams that he feels, hey, if we beat these teams, they're going to have a hard time keeping us out. And I think that's a great reason to keep this format where the field isn't set going into the year. You got one spot. You may have six, seven, eight teams who think they can get that spot, and they change their schedule just to try to get it. Right. And, and, you know, like the, the large programs, you know, they're you, you kind of know what they have coming back. One and two A, you know, one or two kids will make make the difference. You know, we were missing a kid last year that really hurt us. And then we we got a kid that broke his ankle that first weekend and we just we had to forfeit that weight class 
pretty much the rest of the season. Um, the the depth is is the biggest difference between programs, and uh, you know at that one A level, it gives those teams an opportunity to prove what they have and, and then and get voted in that deserves it. Because it's hard to tell off of a, a quote unquote returning roster from last year. Yeah, it it definitely is, but it adds a little bit of intrigue to it because. Like you said, there are so many variables, and one can make, can make all the difference. Talking about our trip to Martinsville as we finish up here, I looked at my calendar. I looked at my hotel reservations from Tuesday's match against Columbia City until the state finals. I think there's 89 nights. I'm spending nine of them in a hotel for a wrestling tournament. So uh, it, it comes quick, and it, it feels like you're full bore all the way till February, and then you wake up on that Sunday, and you're like, holy cow, the season's over. And I know it's been a, a fun ride for you, both as coach and as dad. And one of your sons is a senior this year, and you've, you've had the opportunity to share in some heartbreak and some wins. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to, to you and Alex and, of course, Trevor also this season. Yeah, it is. It, it, it definitely throws a different dynamic in there. You know, obviously coaching coaching wrestling, you do it because you love the sport and you want to see, and you know, that these kids grow into young men and, and learn how to persevere, hard work, determination, you know, all that stuff that goes into to being a successful wrestler. But it also prepares them to be, you know, successful uh, adults. And it, it definitely, you know, I try to keep, keep the same uh, – emotions and and image while i'm sitting there in the in the seat but it, you do i mean you're lying if you don't say you have a little bit more invested it, it's just it's just the truth um coaching blood's tough man it's tough yeah, you know tough. when they were little i'd walk away and i'd say schultz you got them because you know they didn't want to hear it from dad yeah. and the biggest thing that i've learned is is i gotta leave it at the school and, and then when we get home i'm dad i'm not coach now if they want to want to talk about it i definitely will but you know if he tough loss or or whatever we don't go home and harp on it you know it's you know winning a win a match doesn't you know doesn't make or break who you are so um you gotta you gotta learn from those learn from those matches and and take that lesson and and move forward and try to try to get better off of it well i want to thank both of you guys for coming on the show i'm really looking forward to this season, I'm looking forward to what Indiana Tech does. I'm looking forward to seeing some of those guys that you've spent so much time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, everybody's excited about Dial Capone Vizi. Yeah. Uh, like you said, our local regional has a bunch of guys back who were state qualifiers last year. And, and we all know that, that state qualifier doesn't guarantee you anything. But, man, does it, it, it say a lot. Once you've reached that level, it's that level of confidence that right. you just you, you, you shoot up. Everybody knows you were a state qualifier. Right. You get your best, and, and maybe you take some losses because of that, but by the end of the season, after you've wrestled as a state qualifier for the entire year, I think it really helps you. <laughs> I think we are out of features, Rex. Maybe we're on the next generation. Adam Central has one, hopefully, in the, in the pipeline. Ethan's got a little kid that was in our camp this weekend, so I'd love to see that kid stick it out. Well, uh, we thank everybody for listening, and uh, we'll wrap up our podcast now. Join us next week as we welcome Coach Jesse Gaskell, the DJ extraordinaire. He ends his football DJing career and starts his wrestling coach uh, next week. And um, Joe Caprino, how could we forget? Uh, we'll have maybe an arm wrestling session between Guerrilla Radio and High School Wrestling Weekly between Rex and Joe, and we'll find out who's better. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>